let's make the Goonies, but instead of charming characters, let's make sure everyone is an insufferable asshole. Really? Don't, for- <laughs> don't, don't, don't forget that Dracula should use his signature weapon, dynamite. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to two maddening hours of horror and fright. Can somebody tell me what the Sam Hill is going on around here? Well, we can, sir. Uh, who are you? We're the Monster Squad. <laughs> Children of the night. What music they make. Fantasize. About being killed. I'm running this fucking park out, Frankenstein, and I want to know what the fuck you're doing with my time. Hi, I'm Candy the Final Girl. Mom says you have to let me in or else it's prescription. That's discrimination, jerkoid. Prescription is drugs, which you're on if you think you're getting in here. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm Sean of the Dead. If we pull this off, I'm going to shit. <laughs> <laughs> and tonight on The House That Screams, we were talking about the 1987 film, The Monster Squad. We have Crystal. It's Frankenstein, guys. He's our friend. Come on, guys. Don't be chicken shits. <laughs> I almost picked that one, too. <laughs> we have Dave Gurman. Creature stole my Twinkie. <laughs> <laughs> we have Erica Wright. See you later, Band-Aid breath. <laughs> and we have Nico Nice. I'm in the goddamn club, aren't I? <laughs> yes, you are. Are baby. And speaking of which, Nico's going to start us off tonight. So, I was, uh, I didn't see this in the theater. I saw it shortly after its um, disastrous theatrical run because it didn't <laughs> yeah. last long. No. Oh, yeah. I, you know, because Child of the 80s and, you know, the, the VHS boom in high gear as it was, because um, it, it, it came out like shortly after it hit theaters. And we had seen the commercials for it and the trailers and we were like, we really want to see this. So, it finally hit VHS. My mom went to the local mom and pop video store in the Bronx, which is right down the block. We got it and immediately put the two VHS, the, the VCRs together to record this shit. Oh, because yeah. Because like the, after the first view, we were like, oh, my God, this movie's fucking amazing. I mean, what more could you ask for? It's the Goonies meets the Universal Monsters. And it's funny. It's it's um it's definitely I mean, I don't necessarily I mean, I don't know that it's really a horror movie per se, like in the traditional sense. Um, it's definitely a family friendly film mm-hmm. more than anything for, for the most part, for the most part. I mean, it is PG 13. Um, but it's definitely a good, um, like gateway drug to introduce <laughs> like non horror fans to, to horror movies to kind of, you know, bait them and kind of get them into, you know, like, like the, the more sinister side of the genre, like as, as you go further into it. But, um, yeah, like I, as a kid fell in love with this movie. 
Um, and I'll, and I'll talk more about, you know, some experiences over the years that I've had with, you know, with the film and meeting two of the cast finally eventually, you know, actually this past year in 2021. So I'm going to pass it off. Go ahead. Cause I'll keep talking about it. I love it. <laughs> yeah. We'll definitely get back to you. Um, I guess with initial impressions, um, here's where I get that snob thing thrown on me. Oh, here we go. <laughs> but here's the thing. And this is where a lot of people get angry with me or think I'm stuck up with like a, a horror snob or specifically like a Romero snob. But like by the time this film came out, um, you know, I was a precocious child. I was reading like Stephen King and um, I'd already seen, you know, Night Living Dead and De Dawn of the Dead and Day of the Dead and here's Monster Squad. And I just felt like I was watching something for children. Even though I was a child, it was just like where's the gore where's the scares where's you know it just it never clicked with me and like my brother liked it more than i did and he's you know four years younger than me um but and i know a lot of people a lot of people who grew up in the 80s uh people around our ages mostly are in here um you know they have a lot of love for this and i'm not gonna shit on that like if, if that's if that was a big gateway drug as nico said for you good i'm not gonna shit on that um, it had definitely has a legacy. Uh, Andre Gower himself, who did a documentary called Wolfman's Got Nards about it, and he plays Sean in the movie. Um, he calls it the first tween horror movie, and that's true. Um, so, but like, I, I need something scary. Um, and I kind of always held to that, but I always I, I revisited it to show it to my children when they were younger, and they were like, Mom, what the fuck? But they didn't say what the fuck. They were like, <laughs> Mom, what is this movie? Um, and then I was like, oh, nostalgia goggles are gone. They, I don't think they were there in the first place. But I don't, but to be fair, I get accused of hating it and I don't hate it. But I did want to point out one quick thing before I pass it to Sean. Um, one thing I noticed on our rewatch last night that I never really put together, probably because I avoided the film for so long. I'm like, I don't need to rewatch this anymore. But, um, I think Phoebe represents all female horror fans. Um, because yeah. she wants, that's why I used the quote that I used. Uh, I, you know, I know about monsters too, and you know, I'm here and, um, I, I should be part of the club and, you know, she, she of course gets to be friends with Frankie and, and all that. And it's like the, the struggle of the female horror fan to try and fit into the boys club, which it especially was in the eighties. I never noticed that before. And I finally put this together. Like Phoebe is really important because all of us female horror fans, that's our struggle. That was the struggle that we had growing up trying to fit into the boys club. We were part of the club and we knew just as much, but why weren't we allowed? If know? I could interject for two seconds and this actually goes into what you were just saying. I actually just, before we came on, I watched, um, there was a YouTube clip that sci-fi was doing a 30th anniversary four years ago with Andre Gower, Ashley Bank and Ryan Lambert. And Andre Gower was like, you know, the movie's known for, for for the three components besides the fact of the monsters that Rudy gets the highest like kill count of the monsters. Sean kills Dracula, but Phoebe's the one that actually saves the day. Right. Yeah. So he's like he's like in essence the little five year old girl is the actual hero of the movie. 
Yeah. Yes. This is and, true. And, and I, and I feel, think that, that ties in what you said. I feel very represented. You know, and something I never paid attention to just because I never took the, you know, thought too much about the movie. But, you know, rewatching it, I, I thought about that. I was like, oh, my God, Phoebe is the struggle that we've all had as, you know, us women that we've had as as, as uh, horror fans, be it when we were kids or even now. Um, it's all of us trying to get into this club that we don't, you know, no girls allowed. And, uh, you know, I want to point that out. Um, pass it on to Sean. Yeah, yeah, I wore this movie the fuck out when I was a kid. We had, we went out and we got the, we rented this. Um, it was on HBO a shit ton uh, in the late 80s, early 90s. Uh, and I just, I watched the fuck out of this film. And it wasn't so much, you know, this was, I, I had already been in, introduced to horror at this point. Um, I was getting subscriptions to Fangoria. It wasn't the monsters. It, yeah, it wasn't the monsters in this that really hooked me. It was the, the monster squad. It was having a group of, of friends that really liked these films it was the fucking treehouse. Like, I wanted that shit. I wanted to live that life. I didn't have any friends that watched horror movies. I didn't have any friends that I could talk to about horror mm-hmm. movies. So, you know, that was what drew me to this film was, like, having this really close-knit group of friends who had all of these cool-ass posters. You know, and if you look at the some of the posters in there, Return of the Living Dead, Zombie, like, they had all of these really cool fucking posters yeah, his his treehouse is like that whole treehouse is like an easter egg to horror oh yeah, my I got, god i got very excited as i pan through the the uh, treehouse so yeah very and, excited. and it you know and it made me it made me think about you know think back to when we did salem's lot and dude's dude's bedroom you know he had all the masks and all of the fucking you know horror memorabilia and things like that and i just every time i see that in films like it it gets me giddy because it's like i've always wanted that you know, and that was one of the things that, like, my mom was like, nah, ain't fucking happening. You know, so now that I'm an mom adult. Was the dad in Creep Show. <laughs> right, right, yeah. Um, I only wish my mom was Tom Atkins. But, you know, <laughs> wait a minute, wait a minute. Wait um, a minute, yeah. We, yeah, wait. <laughs> just, now we got really hold confusing. Hold on. Um, we, just, we just jumped into Peridian stuff here now. Right, right, right. <laughs> but, you know, but now that I'm older, now that I, I own my own house and, you know, I've married a, a woman who is into the things that I'm into, you know, we can we can decorate the way we want. And so now we have. I have a Return of the Living Dead poster on my wall. I have a signed, you know, poster from Mr. Herbert West himself. You know, I can hang this shit on my wall, um, you know, but it's it. that's what fascinated me about me about this film is just the the camaraderie and you know the the fact that you can hang out with these people and they just talk horror and they just care about horror and things like that and then you know the the monsters were an added effect i loved the homage to you know all of the universal monsters in their own way you know there were mm-hmm. some some copyright some trademark issues and all that stuff which i'm sure we'll get into but you know yeah i just i loved loved this film as a kid Hey, um, Dave or Crystal, you guys want to go next? So I watched this for the first time yesterday. And uh, I I appreciated the fact that the opening sort of uh, explanatory scrawl across the screen kind of set you up for what you're going to be watching when it has, you know, it says that they fought the forces of evil, blah, 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 and they blew it. 
Yeah. So you kind of know, you know right away what you're into, and, and the movie does deliver on that promise. It does. It, it's goofy. It's not. It's not scary in the well. There it was a couple of little bits. Um, it, it's more funny than anything else. It, it's the Goonies um, comparison is pretty apt, and mm. I have to admit I, I don't love the Goonies as much as most people seem to. Um, I, th- I actually like this better. I'll take this movie over the Goonies any day because it's got all the great monsters. Oh, this has got the great monsters in it. Mm-hmm. You've got the Gilman. And I, I like their take on the Gilman. Like Sean said, they were, they had to kind of stay away from being exact replicas because of um, copyright issues. But I like their take on the Gilman, too. It was pretty scary. Yeah. Um, and um, the great Tom Noonan is um, Frankenstein's monster. Oh, my God. He, he's so great. He's great in anything. He's such a interesting actor he's such an interesting looking person whether he's in full makeup or you know he was uh the original he was the tooth fairy in, in manhunter the first take on red dragon yep. um, Man's, yeah he was so good in that and That's he's a, awesome in last action hero as the ripper yeah in, in that in his brief like he should have been the main villain in that movie yeah that, you're that, absolutely that main villain in any movie he's in and only in like he the, the movie heat that great uh, crime drama yes. with, uh, De Niro and he's in that for like three minutes, and he owns every second he's on the screen. He's just such an interesting actor, and I loved him as Frankenstein's monster. He brought a lot to it. I love the relationship between him and Phoebe. It's sort of the heart of the film, and I love that they um, did an homage to the scene in Frankenstein when he meets the little girl by the river because, in, you know, the way that um, Karloff wanted to do it was more compassionate, more um, like he, he – Picks up the little girl. What does he toss her in the water because they ran out of stuff to throw in the in the river? And but then he's panicking. You see him panicking. This was Carlos. What he wanted to do. Right. The, the little girl's drowning, and it really humanized him more. And I like that they threw back to that. That he meets the little girl by the river. She's holding a daisy, just like in the original film. She's holding a daisy. And uh, the actor who played Dracula, um, Duncan. I don't know how you Duncan say his last Rieger. name. Rieger. Really good. I read an article saying that. Um, his performance as Dracula is like the, the the highest rated performance of anyone who's ever played Dracula. Yeah, it, what, like- it blew my mind when I read that because they it was like a top one hundred um, like horror mm-hmm. figures or something like that, and and Dracula was on there, but it was his Dracula, not Gary I, Oldman's, not Bela Lugosi's. It was I, his I, Dracula. I will fight somebody. <laughs> <laughs> no, he really was though. He personified. I, he embodied the character perfectly. He did a he now listen, he did a great job, except for the fact that I grew up thinking that all vampires used dynamite. We're gonna talk about that dynamite at some point. They actually they they the interviews on, on YouTube that they did for sci fi with that, they explained the plot holes for that too. Yeah, there I'm was sure there they, was actual scenes that were you know, because dynamite was invented in the twelve hundreds and so you would have had you know, whatever, whatever. Yeah. It actually it actually ties in with the whole fact of like the whole vortex being all fucked up in the beginning. Yeah. With Van Helsing that it explains Dracula's like timeline. Over the hundred years, yeah. <laughs> but they weren't able to film anything because they couldn't afford it because of how low budget. Well, that's one of the, my notes: is what was Dracula doing for the ensuing hundred years? There's, there's a video, like, and I'll post it in our chat. Car. He didn't just learn to drive a car; he obtains a bitch and fucking hearse with a skull. We're just like, how the fuck did he get this car? It, it doesn't matter. Fucking cool. It doesn't matter. That car is fucking badass. Oh, that car is fucking awesome. What about, what about his cane? Double jointed. You must what about, be what about his cane that he's got that he hooks up to Frankie's bolts. 
Yeah, yeah, that fucking Kane's badass too. I talked about that. I, about that. Yeah, I, love, I love it. I like watching. I'm watching this for the first time, and when he's pulling those electrodes out of the cane, I'm like, what? What is he doing? Yeah. They're like little tiny jumper cables he hooks up to Frank. It's like very specific. A very specific cane. Yeah, I appreciated that. But I, I, I love it. We'll talk more. But uh, Crystal, please. Um. So, like back in the day, where I lived. We didn't have cable because cable did not come out to where I live. Like we, there was one cable company and it just didn't come out. Because the cable guys were afraid to. No, no they, they just didn't. Came with the banjo scared them. <laughs> that was me. Thanks. I'm a joke. You couldn't, you couldn't um, wire the antenna up on top of the moonshine still? or No, no, no. Your, your moonshine stands, you got to, you know, those are profit-making things. Um, but, like, so we just had the antenna on the house that, in a later story, I ripped off the house driving the lawnmower, and so I never had to cut grass again. But that's a different story. That's smart. smart. Is that smart. how that's done? Okay. That's thinking smart. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, so we had eight stations. The president was on. You were screwed. So, like, I saw this when I was, like, nine or ten uh, on a Ted Turner station because that was really what you got here in Georgia. So TBS, TNT, TNN, you know, one night on one of those. So that was the only time I saw it when I was younger. And I was like, okay, cool, whatever. Not Hellraiser. Cool. Okay. Until later in life, this was my ex-husband's favorite movie. Oh, that'll change some shit. Yeah. <laughs> so I saw this a lot in my former marriage, and it didn't help that his first name was Sean. So, like, <laughs> oh, I'll see myself out. <laughs> Your name is Jason. Blum. You're fine. Be quiet. Um, but um, like, he was really attached to this, and so when Cheyenne. You know, got into scary movies. We showed her and Cheyenne really liked it. Um, Because she was, you know, it's Dracula and Frankie and the Wolfman and the Swamp Creature thing. <laughs> it wasn't ever like Gilman. It was Swamp Creature thing. <laughs> and I was like, okay, and just don't put feet in water you can't see in because Swamp Creature thing. Um, but for me, I guess maybe because of, you know, you know, when you have a, a relationship that's soured and, and that kind of thing, certain things you lose. And this got lost. Um, so this is always one of those, like, sour points. I can see it for what it is, but, like, um, we started watching it last night um, and kind of fell asleep because just late night. Um, and so Dave finished watching it today at work. I, I couldn't even, I couldn't even, like, watch it. So... Um, I mean, it is what it is. It's, it's a nice nod to what it is at face value, you know, so I can see how 80s kids are attached to it. And then like, you know, as an adult, you kind of appreciate for what it is, but you know, when you have a sour situation for it, you know, it, yeah. it's hard. Understandable. Hard. Sure. Yeah, definitely. Right. Definitely. There's a reason I hate the entire state of Texas. <laughs> yeah. A lot of people on that. Texas specifically, on that go fuck yourself. And sorry, listeners, if you're from Texas. 
Yeah, we yeah. love you, I but mean, I just don't I'm a like Cowboys Texas. Fan, Texas listeners, oh. like diehard Cowboys fan, but you know the state <laughs> does kind of suck. It does. Um, Erica, let's hear from you. Yeah, so um, I actually saw this movie for the first time just a few years ago, and it was recommended by our friend Justin Beam, who appeared on a previous episode for an interview. Great. And he loves this movie. Like, I, I think he saw it as a kid and has nostalgia for it. So I, I had watched several movies that he recommended because um, he put up with a few of my recommendations that were uh, definitely more extreme and that's not <laughs> really his bag. Um, so, I mean, I, I, I didn't hate the movie by any means. It's, it's definitely just more of a kid's film. Um, it, it's like, I don't know. I think if I had seen it as a, a kid myself, I would have nostalgia for it, but I was a jaded ass adult when I saw this. Um, so that's why I'm like maybe a little more of a soggy blanket uh, <laughs> than, than some people. Um, I, I did like the tribute to the, the like different universal monsters. I thought that was fun. It, it has some moments of like some cool special effects. Like I really liked the mummy unraveling and then crumbling to dust as the bandages come off. Love that. Like that's I'm... yeah. That's a cool sequence. Um, one thing I didn't care for is definitely out of the, the, the group of kids themselves. They're definitely following that sort of Stephen King's it trope of you know, like each kid is a certain type. Like there's a token black kid. There's a, the token girl, there's a fat kid. There's like a nerdy kid. And it's just like, they're just sort of these different types. But the reason I don't mind that in Stephen King's It is because those characters end up being fleshed out and developed really well. And I don't feel like they are so much in this film. Um, and, and like another thing that irked me was like their, their German neighbor who like they had an opportunity for like a cool plot point because like you see that he has like a... Um, a tattoo on his arm like so he's like a nazi death camp survivor and it's like they could have done something cool with this but they never developed this character very well after that he's still even in the end credits just the scary german guy and it's right. like yeah, well, i was like they didn't even give this dude a name yeah. exactly and it's like that i found that kind of off-putting honestly especially since ultimately he wasn't scary at all he was actually very helpful to them so i just thought that was like kind of a shitty thing to do with that character so i don't know right. I, that was those were some of my gripes yeah and i thought that was weird they show the the the, the death camp tattoo and it's, so it's like and it's not it's like why show it if you're not gonna that's you know it's yeah, fairly a fairly right. heavy thing to throw out there it feels it, like it more of something like i i didn't pick up on it until i was a little older he's like i know a little something about monsters myself and he shuts the door and then you yeah, and that works that, and that works just in that bubble but outside of that in the rest of the movie there's no point to it but the and kids then, aren't yeah, gonna get that exactly because yeah, to show that he's courageous because at the end he is you know he he's i don't know i just it was like wow that's well, I did not see that one coming when they showed right, the, yeah. Yeah, well, I mean, that. Yeah, yeah. Well, I kind of, I kind of did because, like you pointed out, the menorah in the background, and then I yeah, yeah, the menorah. Yeah, yeah, so I was menorah. like, you know, yeah. wait a minute. You know, it is, it is kind of interesting though that you know the two people that saved the day are Phoebe, who they didn't want in the fucking club, and yeah. scary German guy who they didn't want to approach in the first place. Yeah, mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, true. 
Yeah, one thing, okay, this is like a little side note, but um, I was watching a few YouTube reviews prior to this and some making of videos, but I, there was one video and I think it was uh, the Nostalgia Critic, but he was talking about how uh, the first time they reviewed that film on their channel, they had a bunch of people in the comments who didn't understand the significance of the numbers tattooed on the German oh. guys. Oh my God, um, no. They were just like, really? open a history book, people. <laughs> and these were, these were adults. this in history <laughs> class. But yeah, some um, education failed them somewhere. <laughs> yeah, they just, you know, memorized it or failed it on the quiz or something. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> and what or just didn't believe it. Yeah, half the people out there think it was all faked anyway. But right. I mean, right. yeah. Yeah. I've been to the Holocaust Museum when it first opened. I was 13 in D.C. Oh, that's, that's just not fake. I was talking about that with someone at work today, the guy I work with. I was saying, I want to go to that, but... Man, that's got to be an emotional. I mean, yeah. I, I know that's not part we're talking about. It like was the my mom and my aunt, and I went. I was thirteen. They had these little walls, and they're and not. And it's like not. And a they pile warn of you, like if if you are sensitive to graphic subject matter, don't look over the wall. And mm. I did because I was thirteen, and it was all the footage that they, you know, they would have them in these places. The footage that because they would record the experiments and things like that, and you're just like. Ah. Don't ever go to lunch afterwards. You're crying and you're fucked up for like days. Anyway, um, yeah, my dad, my dad's parents were Jews from Romania and Poland who came over to the states in the twenties. Oh shit! Yeah, wow. if they, if they hadn't come, and they met here. His parents met here, uh, so if they hadn't, you know. But anyway, the, the, so I, I feel a little connection to that. Yeah. So I need to go to that the Holocaust Museum. I, I, I highly recommend. I'm going to see the pile of shoes and I'm going to start just, weeping like a baby. Well, there's a really long. I, I will tell you, the exit is a really, really long, 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 long hallway full of shoes, and you and cry real, like a baby real. through the whole fucking hallway. And by the time and you get the out of there, shoes. you're fucking sobbing. They're actually, the shoes that they're they're those shoes. People had those shoes on their feet as they got off the, the trains. Yes. And they didn't need them no more. Yeah, and um, yeah, there's there's just things in there yeah, that you can't see. But this the shoes, the hallway of the shoes is enough to destroy you. Um, oh yeah. But if the movie's yeah. going to show us that tattoo, they got to expect us to talk about this a little bit. Right. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it, it's True. it's definitely need. Yeah, it's it's something that should never ever not be talked about. It's yeah. Too important. Yeah. Um, let's uh, go to Nico. Do the palate cleanser for this, and I'm not trying to sound rude when I say that because that was a no, bit no, heavy. please. It, oh, it no. was it was it was a bit of a heavy subject, and even even I back when the movie came out, like it was still kind of a heavy mm-hmm. like reveal that I, f- I feel like yeah, because it it made sense in, in the context that it made him not scary German guy in that right. aspect. Um, the thing that I want to touch on is the cast itself. Um, I know we kind of touched on Duncan Rieger's uh, portrayal as Dracula being. Apparently the the all time be all end all because he really did embody the character perfectly. Um, I want to talk about the kids for a second. Um, Andre Gower was actually auditioning for the role of Rudy. Obviously, didn't get it because he became the leader of the Monster Squad instead. But I mean, Ryan Lambert. Could anybody else have played fucking Rudy? No. I mean, the, even I the have fact some that like to say about him. So. We'll get into that now. Like, I actually had the chance to, to meet him last year for the first time. I actually met Andre Gower a couple, like, about a month or two before his heart attack um, at a, a place that we won't give any any shine to on here anymore because fuck that place. Um, <laughs> but we know where you're talking. We, we know we where know exactly in Pennsylvania where. I'm talking about, but they can go fuck themselves. Um, you want a salad? Yeah, and, if, and if, um, if it ever gets sold and the bulldozer come and knocks the screen, then I'm pissing all over the debris. Anyway, um, 
I got the chance to meet him again at, at Monster Mania um, a couple months later after his heart attack, and he was already on the road to recovery. Remembered exactly who I was when I walked up. Remembered my name, even, which was kind of cool. Andre Gower did. And Ryan Lambert was pretty much Rudy in real life. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. I don't think he was acting that much in That's the movie. That's refreshing. Yeah, but he was just, like, super cool, super chill. Like, just kind of, like, he had, like, that aura about him. But he's short. The both of them are very short. I like short guys. But, yeah, but it's, like, odd because, like, they're both, like, like in the pictures, like, I'm kind of, like, you know. But, I mean, fucking, what, Rudy had, what, the t-shirt, the black leather jacket, um, the jeans, and penny loafers. <laughs> well, and he smoked. Yeah, yeah smoking <laughs> cigarettes. smoked. Drinking beers. Um, the sunglasses. I mean, when he made fucking... Jason Hervey, fucking AKA Wayne Arnold from the Wonder Years. You want to say Kevin yeah. Arnold's brother? Eat that smash Kevin Snickers. Arnold's little, yeah, Kevin Arnold's little, uh, Kevin Arnold's big douchebag fucking brother made him eat the fucking stepped on <laughs> Snickers bar. Oh, I loved great. it. Um, he he has he has the coolest lines in the movie, really. And yes, he really does. He does have the highest kill count out of all the squad. Yeah. Followed, I guess, by Sean and then Horace, who, you know, we, we did lose the actor Brent Chatham that did play Horace. He passed away from pneumonia. Um, Not too and, long after yeah, this. Well, actually, it was back like in the in the in the 90s, I think, is when he when he died. Yeah. But um, it was 1997. Yeah. 97. Yeah. And I remember in the Wolfman's God Nards documentary, there's like <laughs> a whole like tribute to him during during that whole thing. And they get emotional talking about the fact that, like, he, he always wanted acceptance in, in life and, and that it, it's sad that he missed on this because he would have finally got, like, that, you know, like, that, like that satisfaction, the fact that everybody loves this movie so much. Yeah. And that it, that it became such a cult hit. But, um, and I know Ryan Lambert was, like, very close with him. Like, very, very close with him. And, you know, I don't think anybody... Could have pulled off Phoebe as well as Ashley Bank either, because she was adorable as you know. Then she grew into a very pretty woman now with her own kids, and I know typically the the three of them are the ones that kind of make like, the the appearance circuit together because they're they're the only ones that do it. No, Robbie was it Robbie Krieger that played Patrick? Yeah, I don't. When you ever see him at a convention, fucking never. Even even the kid the the guy that played I think they got to play Eugene is making convention appearances now. Oh wow! <laughs> you know, and then you have the the, the monsters, <laughs> except for Tom Noonan. Um, which, by the way, how cool is it that fucking Jonathan Grease, fucking Uncle Rico, is the Wolfman in this movie? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> From Napoleon Dynamite. That's fucking which, great. That yeah. that that transformation scene is actually kind of cool for what it is for how oh, low man, budget Stan the movie Winston. was. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah. So it makes sense. Makes sense. I mean, all you know, they they got away with enough with the copyright, you know, not impending on them to kind of you know get sued by Universal. I mean, it almost makes you think like why Universal didn't just do this in the first place. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because they they probably would have made it a bigger budget thing back then. And I mean, it still probably would have been the same thing, maybe with like glossier effects. I feel like, and maybe got Abbott and Costello meet the Wolfman and all that yeah, stuff. That's, that's, that's yeah. what I mean. The only that difference was my is Sunday morning watching when I was a kid, man. Right. And the only thing I, I, I'll tell you, and, I, and I'll say this too, I think if if Universal had initially put this movie out back in the eighties, I feel like Steven Spielberg would have been involved somehow with that production. I think it would have been an Amblin entertainment. Like his kind of thing. Right? Because, like, you know, because back then, that's when he was doing was, like, all, like, those, you know, like, the kids were the heroes because that was what he had a, 
That's another thing, too, I want to talk about, too, real quick, is, like, how Sean's parents, he comes from, like, somewhat of a broken home, but, like, they're they're still trying to fix it. And the fact that his dad actually supports him, like, with loving horror movies, too. Even the mom does. Like, that's the one thing is, like, even though they're going through all this bullshit, like, they're still putting up the facade for the kids to try to keep it together for the kids and support Yeah, that's one of the moments where this movie takes sort of a left turn into heavier material with the parent. Yeah. Yeah. Like, you see the picture frame has a crack in it, like, mom smashed it. Uh, it, it, it takes these weird little detours on occasion into a darker, not darker, a more serious. Well, and I, and I think too, that, that kind of goes, right. And I think that kind of goes in with back in the eighties. I mean, it became and Dracula like, calling a six-year-old girl, a bitch, right to her face. Yeah, he is the Prince of Darkness. And yeah. Well, and I think, I think as a, as a kid too, that's probably another thing that, that kind of hooked me with this film is because I experienced that as well. You know, I did, my I did too. my parents did ended up. Did call you a bitch? No, no. <laughs> well, maybe. I got called a bitch. But no, uh, my my parents ended up divorcing when I was twelve. But you know, the lead up to that was a lot of arguments, a lot of fights. My dad, Vietnam vet, all he did was drink to cope, and so there were a lot of there was a lot of fighting, and so to see that in this film, it was kind of like I can relate. Yeah. And plus two, I mean, back back then in the eighties, that that's when like like divorce fever had hit. Oh yeah, yeah. I was going to say so, everybody's parents. Were yeah, the dad divorced. says we're going to marriage counseling, and you can tell he's not into it. You know. Yeah. Um. I I will say though, I will say this. I I think that the um, the the divorce proceedings or how like the 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 couples trying to actually work on it is much more believable in this film versus Mrs. Doubtfire. <laughs> and here's 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 why here's why I say that. I've, I've said this for years, and as beloved as Mrs. Doubtfire, and I love it, I think it's funny as shit, too. Sally Field really is a fucking piece of shit in that fucking movie. Um, <laughs> here's, here's why. Here's um, why. Robin here's, Williams uh, isn't. He's being really fucking creepy and stalkerish and lying and well, manipulating. Um, listen, wait, 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 wait. Here's, here's going to be my answer for that. I'm okay with that, only because I mean, how many times the, are, are the fathers represented as like deadbeats and low lives and don't want to do anything with their kids? And he's like, legitimately, he loves his kids that much that he's willing to go to that length just to see his kids to every day. Break laws and be a criminal. I mean, at least he's trying to be there. How many? How many? Like, listen. I mean, I'm, I'm going to call it what it is. My, my dad's not really a big part of my life at this yeah. point. I, I wish I had someone like that that gave a shit that much to try to be. I, a part I of my struck life. out on two dads, so I don't. So, so did I. But I'm saying, I wish I had someone like a Robin Williams that wanted to dress up as a lady to be a part of my life like that. But here's the, the whole thing with Sally. Okay, so when she asked for the divorce, it's on the fucking kid's birthday. She couldn't <laughs> wait one day. Yeah. <laughs> and then what? His first reaction, of course, is I shouldn't have had a birthday. And then right away, she's already fucking knocking boots with fucking 007, Pierce Brosnan. <laughs> <laughs> it, was, it was Pierce Brosnan. It know? was. Yeah. 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 That's what I'm saying. She's, a, she's already, like, you know what I mean? And, and then what? It, 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 like that because, because, you know, you don't know what somebody's going through or, you know, if they're unhappy, their needs are not being met. I mean, clearly, okay, the marriage is going to end and I met somebody, and I'm gonna go on with my fucking life. I, I mean, I'm just which okay. And he's Pierce Brosnan. But, he's Pierce Brosnan. Yes. But, but I'm saying she couldn't wait a day to ask for the divorce on not the kid's birthday. 
That's I don't what I'm know. I, I just, I guess, the, I mean, that's horrible. But I mean, when you stack it up with the whole like lying and and and, I think that you know, uh, Robin Williams' character is the bigger piece of shit here. <clears throat> oh, I'm gonna I, I disagree. Gonna yeah. I disagree only because I, gonna, I think like he, years. he, because he loved his kids. That again, I honestly, and based on my personal, I don't think I, I don't know many fathers that like. I'm sure I know maybe like a couple, like like Sean and and Dave. But I mean, like people that I know around here, like I can maybe count on one hand who give a shit about their kids as much as, you know, Robin Williams does as Mrs. Doubtfire or even Sean's dad in the in the Monster Squad actually gives a shit about like those kids. Because I, I mean, well, the I scene, mean, the scene where his dad comes out when he's sitting out on the roof and he's watching he's, Groundhog Day 12. Yeah, right. And his dad <laughs> comes out and he's and he brings him the burger and sits with him. Do you know how many times I longed for that shit? Yeah, oh, God, you know what I'm saying. That's a great scene. Yeah, like my mom would have done that, and like typically moms and rightfully so, my mom is shown yeah. as as more you know understanding and more more giving of like their children. But you know, I I just think that, and and again, I think with this movie too, like it shows how Mary Ellen Trainer, who loved her too. And everything that she was, she in. was like everybody's mom. Especially, yeah, wasn't she, yeah, she in was, the Goonies? She was, she's in the Goonies. The she was, yeah, like, yeah. Mikey I always thought of her as like she's a mom. in the amazing Tales from the Crypt and all through the house episode. Yeah, yeah that's oh, such a great yeah. one of my, that's one of my a, iconic episode. One of my right. favorite roles that she's and ever he plays done. the psychologist. Yes, that's what I was going with. The, that uh, Mel Gibson always fucks with. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, which foil and lethal weapon, and that was wasn't that Shane Black. Who wrote that? Yeah, he yeah. wrote this yeah. too. Yeah, the first one, right? He wrote the first one and the fourth one. And she right. was married to Robert Zemeckis, so you no. have to. Right. This, this, this is where you have to realize where if Universal was gonna do this movie, Robert Zemeckis probably would have directed it, still put her in it. Yeah, and Spielberg probably still would have been producing it somehow, some way with yeah. Alan with this. But I, I think like the point is the fact that like you know through through this traumatic experience with they had to use fictional characters and monsters for this to work. It brings the family unit back together. Was it such a cheesy, sugary, sappy, like, shock to my, my diabetic pancreas? Yeah, absolutely it was. <laughs> but, I mean, it's ultimately the happy ending that we needed for the, for this kind of film that we ultimately got. Whereas, and, and you know what, even too, to go back to Mrs. Doubtfire, it doesn't necessarily have the happy ending that, like, you may want, but it's the happy ending that you need. If that makes sense. All I've learned from this is that I need to dress up like a woman so you can call me daddy. Oh, I'll just, I'll just I'm, I'm, on anyway. plane. I'm on the plane tonight. As long as her seems well, there, I got you, boo. Time out. Wait, what do you mean just dress up? I just, daddy, what's up? Uh-huh. <laughs> what, what's up? Candy, I got to go. I'm speaking he's, on he's daddy coming, he's tonight. Coming, he's coming can to Scranton. Can I talk for a So I want to backtrack way, way back. Talk about Ryan Lambert. <laughs> the reason that I watched this film so much was because I had a crush on Rudy. Um, I had a history of liking bad boys. And he was just really cute. And he was, you know, you wouldn't call him cute. You'd call him hot. But he was hot and you know, he was a bad boy. And like horror and you know he was a little bit older and you know i just found him very attractive and so and he stood up he stood up for the for the for the fat kid too yeah for the little nerds yeah he stuck up for the nerdy kids yeah he was and he was you know like they were like oh he's too cool you know he wouldn't blah 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 like he was in junior high you know but Mm -hmm. you know it was he was my favorite and 
so he was the reason I, I watched it as much as I did was because I just had the biggest thing for him. And and I learned in real life you don't want to get with the bad boys. I tried that. I had Mr. Nice Guy who yeah, who liked me forever and I didn't get with him because I was too busy chasing bad boys. They're bad news. Um anybody out there who likes bad boys, let me tell you, just like them from a distance. You don't really want to get And involved. let me let me just say too before Jump to the next person. Ryan Lambert actually took to kind of end it with this with him. Had such a traumatic experience with the box office for this film. He never acted again after this right. movie because he was so brokenhearted on what the critics were saying about this film, not realizing that if he would have just been patient and and mm-hmm. just kind of let it be what it was becoming already, then you know. I think that he, I think he missed out on a lot of roles that he really could have been. You know, I, I mean, I, I mean, I, I dare say, dare say, even, I, I mean, I, I could see it if they would have went in a different direction for Batman, not him playing Batman. He could have been Robin at one point. Like I could have totally seen him as like a Robin character with Michael Keaton, you know. Um, or, or I mean, there's there's tons of stuff that he missed out on because he he got so brokenhearted for this film. It happens. I mean, we've talked about that um, on the show quite a bit with different directors and actors, and it's a shame. Like, I just thought he was dreamy. It was my draw <laughs> for the film. I personally um, did not like the Dracula representation. Um, it just didn't do it for me. I'm a Bela Lugosi person, and then later on, a Gary Oldman person. Um, I like uh, gothic vampires and he had all like the typical what you would expect Dracula to look like but you know how I get about my vampires and I'm this guy just doesn't do it for me um he's not my Dracula sorry and this is this the point don't... where the blanket gets real wet oh, right. okay. yeah, yeah. let I me have think... this <coughs> oh I'm sorry yeah. I'm sorry yeah, I, I don't know. I, I didn't really like the look of Dracula in this. I thought it looked too much like just a Halloween costume that I could exactly, buy it. Like spirit Halloween shit. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, like, oh, yeah, just, it, I wasn't buying it even then, um, and definitely not now. But, um, yeah, so I'm going to get <laughs> to be the wet blanket. I think, you know, this is this suffers heavily, and this is the always the you know, through all the seasons that we've done, we're in season five now, I've always used this as the example of nostalgia fucking with you. You know, the people who um, are like, oh my god, the Monster Squad's so great, and I'm just like, mm, you loved it when you were a kid, and maybe you have an attachment to it. Um, and it's not like I hate it. I really actually don't hate it. I get that for the Lost Boys as well. But I'm just like, I think your nostalgia goggles are on, and if you took them off, which some people cannot do, um, it's not like I, I didn't watch this movie a lot cause I, I did, but it was, um, like, um, if you watched the last, uh, Joe Bob, uh, Valentine's day special and they had, um, uh, the Boulay brothers on there and they showed black roses and oh, yeah. <laughs> the Boulay brothers were like, well, when you went to the video store you, and your first choice wasn't there and your second choice wasn't in and your third choice wasn't in and your fourth choice wasn't in, you ended up with black roses. And that's Monster Squad for me after I saw it the first time. And I was like, well, nothing else is in that I wanted to see, so I'll watch this again. Because, you know, um, Rudy be hot. So, 
But <laughs> I mean, it it would it it was just like, but I I can take the those goggles off. Do I have an attachment to it? Was that a part of my childhood? Yeah, but I just was more attached to. We all know what I'm attached to from my childhood, like stuff like Sammy Terry, Twilight Zone, um, Mystery Science Theater 3000, uh, all the Romero films, shit like that. I'm attached to that. And for me, like the year before this, uh, Fred Decker did Night of the Creeps, which is like a goddamn perfect film. And then this is just not – when you put them side by side, it's kind of like – Ooh, okay. Um, to be fair, you know, he, he's there's no Tom Atkins in this. There's no Tom Atkins. That is that right, is a but, big flaw. Right, yes, there's no Tom Atkins to in this. To be fair, to be fair, he did say he wanted to make a movie where it was the little rascals meet the Universal monsters. Oh yeah, he, I mean, I, I knew all of his motivations. Then, I'm just saying that now. And it's even on the it's even on the in the bathroom stall on Night of the Creeps where it says the Monster Squad rules. Yeah, yeah exactly. Uh, and, and, and but the thing is, is like I just. I can't help but think, like, well, a year before you made a goddamn masterpiece, and then we get this. Yeah. I think we got a one-two punch, honestly. Not to me. Well, see, I, I kind of <laughs> had the, I kind of had the nostalgia fucking with you thing too, and I hadn't seen this since I was a kid, and like I said, I watched the shit. I warned out of you. It. And and we revisited it a few years ago, and I was kind of like. It kind of hit me when we were watching it how homophobic they mm. were in this film. Yeah, you know, that was the eighties. Think about they, it. Which they, they talk about in the Wolfman's Got Nards, um, how they they would have maybe changed that now. Yeah, yeah, and 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 so it's one of those things where you know all this time I was thinking, yeah, this this would be a great you know introductory film for a kid. But then when we rewatched it, I was like, oh, wait a minute, I I don't know. Because see, when I was a kid, I didn't know a whole lot about virgins. I didn't know a whole lot about Dorkin. Yeah. You know, I and wolf and wolf dorks. Uh, yeah, wolf dorks. Um I, I mean I kinda I kinda knew what nards were. I didn't have them yet, but I kinda knew what they were. <laughs> no, you had them. They, they just didn't drop that. Yeah, yeah. But but watching this, you know, now, like we watched it again last night, you know, and I'm just like, oh my god, they throw the F bomb around everywhere, mm-hmm. you know, and it was And, and we don't mean fuck. Yeah, yeah, because we say fuck freely. Um but you know, and and it was just like, oh wow, that was kind of jarring. The fucking heroes in this film are fucking little shits. They are. Yeah, they're kind of the, little assholes. They're little shits. The like the the peeping tom stuff that they do, and then they're black. <laughs> them, it's like no, that's yeah, <laughs> yeah, and you know, and yeah, you can say okay, yeah, it was the it was the time, and you know, it's the product of the eighties or whatever. Well, you know what? Segregation was a part of the fucking time when that was happening too. That ain't cool. Oh, it's fun dropping the truth bombs. You know, so yeah, I mean, it's, it's true. It's 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 not cool. And and so going back and rewatching it, you know, are there th- there are things in this film that I enjoyed? Yeah, absolutely. You know, I mean, we just we talked about the howling recently. We talked about werewolf transformation scenes. They had one in this one. It wasn't bad. You know, it it it, 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 it you know what? This one was better than the howling. <laughs> you know what? Yeah, you guys, I, I wasn't on the Howling, but I agree. I, I will agree yeah, with fuck you. That movie. I will what agree with you. Cool. You know there were there were some there were some cool things in this film. Um, the CGI, yeah, not so much. It was early. 
Um, but one of my favorite scenes is the scene in the airplane when the dude opens the fucking the the bot the the bottom of it yes. and and fucking Dracula just kind of levitates there and crosses his arms like by the way by the way I love that the uh, the pilot is fucking Richie April from The Sopranos Richie <laughs> April yeah by, by the way yeah. just saying yeah. David David uh, Provo, right? That's his real name. Yeah, 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 oh. yeah. But fucking, I'll always be Richie April. Richie April, yeah. That's and in UHF when he gets the fucking staples in his face from Kramer. God, I haven't seen. <laughs> yeah, God, I haven't watched that for UHF is still funny as shit. Yeah, um, I, I believe it. I just my brother wore me out on it when it came out, and then I don't think I've seen it since. But I did enjoy it. Oh, you know what else he was into? And I forgot. So just now, uh, vice versa with Judge Reinhold and Fred Savage. Oh Jesus, I haven't seen that. Oh my God, I yeah, seen him and Swoosey Carts of the Thieves with the skull. Right. Yeah, where they yeah. it's the skull, and him and Swoosey Carts are the 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 thieves trying to take the skull. That's right. Um, I'm curious to hear some more from Erica. Oh gosh, so yeah, I mean that. Well, you guys kind of touched on by mentioning like this. This movie is like pretty homophobic and sexist, and that. I mean that that definitely doesn't age well. But <clears throat> yeah, the um, the window peeping thing is like, well, that's a that's a crime. So it's like, yeah, like, trying to blackmail the victim is like just just stupid. Like just on the face of it. So I was just kind of face palming during that. <laughs> I was wondering if she was ever getting dressed because she was always getting undressed. I'm like, right. at some point, this bitch right. has to be getting dressed. Yeah. But does she That's ever get dressed? Too. That's a yeah. good point. <laughs> well, and the fact that, that they got Frankenstein's monster in on it and, and he accidentally takes the picture and then they show the scene where he's holding the picture and all the kids are trying to jump for it. I mean, these kids are fucking like in grade school. Yeah, um, although, okay, so the, the one friend I um, told you about that I went to see Alice Cooper with last week, he was a delinquent third grader. Like, he ended up I don't know, going on getting his master's degree. Um, now he makes, like, 300000 a year. And it's like, so he, he turned things around, aside from the drunken stuff that happened during the concert. Right, <laughs> yeah. I won't, I won't go into that story here. It was, it was so cringe. Um, but yeah, as a third grader, he and his friends were like shoplifting porn and cigarettes from like local gas stations and then selling them to kids in high school to make money. Oh my God. Had, like a whole business. Oh, that's fucking gangster. That's, a, about, yeah, that's and, a hustle and, right there. Word. Yeah, and, and they were smoking some can't, of the cigarettes. Can't, can't knock the hustle too. on that one. I'm sorry. <laughs> right, a, right. Yeah, fucking, I got, I got respect. That's that's fucking G right there. <laughs> right. <laughs> Dead ass. Wow. Because we used to do the same shit when I lived in Jersey. Like, like the and this guy, I, fuck him. He was a goddamn perv anyway. But he used to put, when Newport would do, like, the buy one, get one, like, the two-pack back in the, the you know, when they were, like, $2 a pack back then. Yeah. He would like have them stacked on the fucking um like on the counter. So we'd have like our one pretty friend with her gigantic fucking boobs because he was one of those type of guys. So we would have her like walk over, fucking keep him occupied, and we would just fucking like push them all into a bag and just fucking dip. <laughs> and then fucking hustle them like on the on the playground. Well, I've right been that person that like I have 
way too much of a guilty conscience. I've never stolen anything in my yeah. life. Oh, we used to steal cigarettes all the time, but we did it to yeah. smoke them. We didn't do it to sell them. Well, I mean, we we would yeah. obviously, you know, keep a couple packs here and there for ourselves. But like, <laughs> I mean, we were making a hustle. Like, so if they were if they were two dollars, and knowing that you know half these kids can't go buy them anyway, we're like five dollars, and you know, you got a pack, and we would sell the other free pack for you know like two fifty. So we do like seven fifty for like both of them, and like something like that. Just something stupid like that. So I that's why I totally respect like that hustle. Like I, that that'd be some <laughs> shit I would do. And to go back to the kids going nuts over the you know, the the, the picture of the, 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 the Polaroid of her or whatever the fuck it was, like I mean, I've said on this show numerous times, I had my quote unquote sexual awakening early in eighty four in the movie theater watching Prince get it on with Apollonia in Purple Rain. <laughs> so I probably would have been in and, depth. and and it was like a one two punch when fucking uh Sigourney Weaver as 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 uh, Zool and fucking Ghostbusters in that fucking red dress to this day. Yeah. Well, I can't I can't say anything. My first I my first crush been. was on Penny in the fucking Inspector Gadget cartoons. Nice. So. <laughs> <laughs> really? Yeah. <laughs> I'm fucking weird. Oh, boy. Here I am talking you about. You think like, you're my... weirder than me? Well, you want to you want to go? You want to throw hands? <laughs> Three words: sweet poly purebred. <laughs> Listen, I walked into that. I walked into that movie theater, but but a but Aladdin. I walked out a man after seeing um, Prince, Prince, Prince in Apollonia taking a role in the hay over there. And, and yeah, I mean, he was all up in that. Yo, he was all yeah. up in there like fucking, fucking so women. Like, he was he was rearranging guts. Lost it's your like, virginity like, via osmosis. Via osmosis, the prince of all things. <laughs> Which, ironically, Candy, next week is the anniversary. Yeah. We're coming up on it again. I still can't believe it. I don't think I ever will. I, you know what it is, too? Like, and, and I know this is like a total side note, and I don't know if you've seen. Every year, there's a new release for something that they, that they mm-hmm. you know, like they're they're finding in the vault. And this one happens to be him and the revolution. It's like unreleased material. And it's like this giant box set. Oh, wow. Of a live concert That's that cool. they did with... Like it's it's like it's three three vinyls, two CDs, a Blu-ray, and like this book that comes with it. So I'll have to send you the link. I'll I'll, I'll when I find it, I'll send it to you. But That's it's awesome. like it's like um, I'm gonna segue it now too. So soundtrack. This movie didn't really have one. It only had what the whopping two songs. Yeah, and they like both they're like. I yes. fucking hate them. Yeah. But the but the the Monster Squad song at the end is garbage. But the one you know, yeah. was it ro- no, ro- Rocket good. Rocket Till You Drop? Is that what is that what it is? Rocket it's Till You like Drop. Yeah. That it's, makes me want to just like catchy, go into a mosh pit and it, just beat the shit out of everybody. But, but, like, it sticks in your head <laughs> and like you know you kind of whatever. But that's what they play in the waiting room to hell. That also plays into the fact that this movie had like zero budget. Yeah, yeah. When, when right. your music budget was that, your brains fall out. I'm like, oh, well, well, I, I, this. since you since you brought it up, the closing song though, they refer to the monsters by their actual universal names, and I was wondering how they got away with that if yeah. they were trying well, to avoid with, it with, with the, the movie, like they, were, they called yeah. them the creature from the Black Lagoon. They you know yeah. they called them by their real names. I was just curious. Licensing rights were different like, for the song. It, it, yeah, yeah. song and song you can. It's the same thing as like in print. Like you can refer to them as. That know, surprised like, me. Their, their yeah. Names. yeah, it's the same thing. Like when Stephen King like yeah. posts. Uh, and now lyrics. the song is stuck in my head, and I'm gonna go kill myself. I'll be back. Hang on. <laughs> it's, the, it's the same thing. Can you save a bullet for me? 
it is, it is the same reason why. Okay, so to answer to that, I'm reading "My Heart Is a Chainsaw" by Stephen Stephen Graham Jones, and all we've been talking about about oh, there. Yes. There, he he mentions specifically the movies by name, by character, by scene. Yeah, you're allowed to do that. I think in print and in yeah. song, you just can't visually do it, right? Because it's it's a copyright. Yeah, the copyrights are different and, it's the, and the rights are different for yeah. whatever when, when, when it's an IP like that it's it's weird yeah there's all types of loopholes it's like it's like parody like how mm-hmm. you know scary movie can exist or right. how weird Al can make songs and not have to ask permission for you know. right yeah so he it's does like ask permission though it's like in, he does in, because he's a good he's a good he's, he's, a good, he's, he's, a good a, he's like a total good noodle in but, a in a book you can you can use the word Pepsi right but if or you Coke, show yeah. it on screen you have to mm. pay them, pay them, or right. or they have to agree to to pay you to you know to represent like, right. Right. like McDonald's paid for a lot of Mac and me, and you can tell. By the not, way, if not if not for uh, for Paul Rudd and Conan O'Brien keeping that oh yeah be alive for all these years, absolutely. <laughs> I don't think anybody would even give a shit about that movie. It's Mystery like when, Science Theater had their hands on it. They they I did, but like Paul, Paul Rudd kind of like that was like like his running gimmick with Conan. Did, did you see that he did that on his podcast too? Yeah, yeah, he did recently. <laughs> I saw and I saw the one clip because he changed it up one time and he did. And I, I'm going to catch flack from Candy in a second. But he did the uh, top that scene from that garbage fucking Teen Witch movie. I don't I don't know what movie you're talking mm, about. Teen Witch movie, okay, The Craft. Good. No, it's actually um, called Teen Witch. Teen Witch. I know what movie you're talking okay, about. Okay, yeah, with Jason not- Lively's sister, Robin Lively, the one from the Karate Kid yes. three. Oh my god. Yes, yeah, I it was like and and little uh, what is it, Zelda Rubenstein? She's in it. Tangina from. Yeah. yeah, guys. Yeah. Okay, good. So then now I don't feel bad for making fun of that fucking piece <laughs> no. of shit. Okay, good. Because that don't movie fucking works. And every time I mention that to someone, like they're like, every people like, how dare you? That movie's a class. Like what? Like, <laughs> well, I, I don't even movie? care. I don't even care. <laughs> good. Because if you watched it, you'd probably be like, fuck this movie. Oh, you might like it. I, I already kind of feel like that. If that's fair. But it's like, it's like a musical too. It's not gonna too. make my rounds ever. Actually, so. the 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 guy okay. that plays her younger brother is the one that directed the Final Girls. Oh, okay. Oh, Joshua yes. John Miller. He's in it. Yes, he plays her annoying little brother in that movie. Yeah, I gotta say, I love him in Near Dark, but we're gonna talk about Near Dark soon. So we're not gonna get into that. <laughs> I love it. Don't I got some things to say. I, we'll we'll get into that later. But we already know we what the, do near dark. You know, we already know um, Nico's. It is a there. highly requested episode, and I want to talk and rightfully about it. So, rightfully so. I mean, to be fair, and just kind of like a little um, sample, little appetizer, as it were. A it is, it, it is <laughs> part of the trifecta of the three eighties vampire movies that matter. How about that? True. It's, There's only it's, three that matter from the eighties, and that's one of them. I have plenty of good things to say about Near Dark, and I have some not so great things to say, but we'll f- we'll find them without what those are. Oh, Let everybody wonder what they are. It's like a yeah, mystery. It's a mystery. <laughs> okay, um, so we're getting to the point where we need to get our final thoughts in. Um, I feel like I've mostly covered everything that I really have to say about this film. I'm not mad or think anybody's wrong. 
for loving this film, for having the nostalgia. Nostalgia is a nice thing. It, it gives you the warm and fuzzies. Um, and I have my movies for that. Uh, Princess Bride, Labyrinth. I mean, when we get into horror, we know what those are. That's uh, on this show. We know what my uh, <laughs> my my horror nostalgia things are that nobody could ever dissuade me from. Nobody could budge me. And so I get it how people feel about this. I'm not telling them that they're wrong. I'm just like wishing that they could like look at it objectively. Um, but you know, hey, if it got people into horror, okay. And you realize there's a whole world of horror out there that's way better. Um, but, um, yeah, I mean, it, it's just a movie that every time I hear people go on and on and on about it, and I hear about it a lot, I'm just like, have you rewatched it recently? I mean, have you really thought about it? You're in your 40s now. And most of us who grew up on air are in our 40s. Um, have you, have you really thought about some things in the film? Like, it's not a perfect film. It's not this great, wonderful opus that you think it is. Um, is it important? Is it, is it a good thing that it exists? Yeah, I think so. But, uh, I guess I'll just stop there. Uh, Dave, Crystal? What time you like I'll rebuke the 40 statement, but I'm <laughs> critical and I support the candy statement. <laughs> Go ahead. <laughs> your, your PSA for the night. All right. Um, uh, you know, I lost my. What was I going to say? Oh, uh, that um, I found it really um, interesting and sort of um, sad and touching that the Wolfman was sort of a victim in this. He was like a total victim. He was he was trying to do the right thing several times. He tries to do the right thing and is 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 uh, stifled by his uh, Wolfman nature. And uh, the actor, uh, John Grease, I think is how you say it. He was yes. Laszlo in Real Genius, Aww. which is a movie I love beyond all measure. And he has that great line where he says, I am both happy and sad for you, which is yeah. just a great line. Uh, I, I thought that was really interesting how they played him. He was he was a, and he when he dies, he says thank you to the kid for shooting him. Right. Him mm -hmm. him. That was interesting. Uh, the the creature from the, the gill man goes down like a puss. Yeah. It's like, what was the, <laughs> What was his power? He just, you know, could hold his breath for a long time. He just gets shot <laughs> once. You know, he can breathe underwater. Well, it didn't do him much good with the shotgun. His, his power is that he steals Twinkies. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, there you go. He really only has a couple scenes in the movie. Yeah. And I was really shocked when uh, Detective Saper, Stan oh, Shaw, who was who was Tumor in The Great Santini, by the way. But he's also not. He gets, he gets blowed up. I couldn't believe that really took. This movie has a couple of moments where you're like, wow, I did not see that coming. The, our, the tattoo was one of them. Him getting blowed up like that. Yeah. Our only black actor in this whole film. FYI, that's my birthday twin. <laughs> they born on the same day. Yeah. Brigitte uh, Bardot is mine. I sent, I sent Gerald Ford. Charles Manson for me. I'm not sure I have to look it up. Oh. Yeah. Well, in a strange twist of events, guess who's sleeping with one eye open? <laughs> <laughs> oh, and uh, the, the guy who played the mummy was also Sloth, the Sloth victim in Seven. Which yeah. just, all right. so that was good. This movie has a lot of uh, actors in it that you like don't, that are like not A-list actors, but they're a lot of uh, uh, the guy, scary German guy was in Waterworld. He was, yeah. uh, we talked about, uh, the guy who played Dracula was apparently a champion figure skater at one point in his career. I don't know. He looks like a figure yeah. skater for some reason. Yeah, Tom, Tom Woodruff, right? Junior. But uh, I, I, no. This movie had a lot of, a lot of moments where it was like, 
it took it was like wow this is not what i was expecting a little gorier in some parts than i expected a little more uh, a little more um touching like the parents uh the tattoo but uh, yeah overall yeah it, it is basically the goonies meets you know frankenstein meets uh, alvin costello meet the wolfman yeah. yeah which isn't necessarily a bad thing but yeah it's, it's, yeah I still can't get over the cane with the jumper cables in. I'm still trying to figure out how that worked. Like, how did you know he was going to need that? Like if I was going to have one attachment what on my if cane, it wasn't storming that night? what if it was a clear night and there was no lightning? What was he going to do? That's what I said. I said, how convenient that it's storming. Yeah. I got to find a car battery maybe, now and hook it up. Back to the future and figured out when the lightning was going to when it was going to strike the clock tower at that point. So he's like, <laughs> at a hundred years, maybe, maybe, maybe it's next to Hill Valley. I don't know. <laughs> oh, it's my girl. I'll go next. I'll just say quick. Um, so um, I I don't know. To me, it, the movie still kind of holds up. There are some things that could be changed. Yes. Um, but overall, I I think it it still accomplishes what it sets out to be, which really is. I don't think so much the little rascals meets the universal. I think it's really the Goonies meets the universal monsters. I mean, this kind of like the little assholes meet. Well, the, I'm sorry. Hmm. That, be that as it may, um, this is still the precursor to Stranger Things because there's a lot of um, Stranger Things definitely has a lot of um, you know overtones of the Goonies and the Monster Squad and it. So you know it definitely paved the way for you know for Dustin and Eleven, Mike and Lucas and the rest of them yeah. in that show. Um, I mean, we still have that awesome performance of Dracula, no matter what. That'll always you know apparently reign supreme based on what. Sean is saying, so I'm just really yeah. doing it to get a rise out of you. Yeah. Working, so, you know, <laughs> um, I mean, <coughs> fucking Uncle Rico is the Wolfman. Yes, I'll take more of that. Oh, yeah, and, absolutely. You know, um, he was, he was, I don't know if you've seen Fright Night too, but he was oh, literally yeah, he's in, in Fright Night too. Yeah. too. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, plays fucking, the werewolf vampire. And, and one thing we didn't really touch too much on the, 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 the tender relationship of Phoebe and Frankenstein, and then the ending. All right. To this day, I've seen grown people cry at that ending when you know, bye, Phoebe. Yeah, and you know, like that—that that gets people in the heartstrings. I mean, I I still see grown people, like adults, fucking bawling their eyes out yeah. for that scene. Well, and that's you know? and that's my in my opinion, like that's the best part of the movie. Yeah, yeah. You know, because mm-hmm. Phoebe like, and Frankenstein are the heart of the movie. Really. Yeah, yeah. Like they're really the heart of the movie, and that's why we said earlier, Phoebe's mm-hmm. the hero, and really the biggest heroes. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, because Frankenstein helps save the day. Because bogus. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Okay, fuck up with that bogus shit. the vortex, he catches the stuffed animal. I was like, okay, I could have lived without that little bit. You know, I was like, okay. Even <laughs> even like the scene when he sees like the Frankenstein mask. Yeah, and he's like, that was touching, his own face. Yes. He's like, I, I wanted oh, to talk about like, like, that. Like, wow, like, well, especially on the heels of us just doing um, the Bride of Frankenstein very recently. Um, and, and themes we talked about there, mm-hmm. you know, the, you see those themes in this film. No. Yeah, who's, who's the real monster? I guess, I, I, and I do have a quick question. Maybe, maybe I don't want to try to jump, but like, if, if, because, you know, there was, a, there was a rumored remake that Michael Bay's Platinum Dunes was in the process of doing this, and thankfully it got canceled. Yeah, let's say it got canceled. Which, thankfully, it did, because yeah, I don't know how it would have worked. don't now. need this remade. But if it were to be remade now, I don't think it would be the Universal Monsters would be the basis. I think they would try to figure out how to get the slashers in there. But I, but with the way like the licensing is and the different studios, 
It's really hard to get your hands on Nightmare on Elm Street stuff. No, see, but right. There's that. Well, yes and no, because I'm pretty sure Wes's kids are, but they're they're getting ready to open up the, the floodgates to get ready to hear some offers. Well, we're all waiting for that. Which the rumor <laughs> is, is that um, your husband over there is putting in like the bid to try to get. I trust his hands. Freddy to <coughs> to jump over to Blumhouse next, but. That's why I brought that up. I think Jason Blum could be the one to do it because he has enough like horror characters in that that little wheelhouse of his. That so I mean how I mean how would you guys even see that? Would you could you guys even see that working now? And would it and would it have to be an R rated movie? You'd have to hard sell me on it. But would it have to be a would it have to be an R rated movie with like actual teenagers this time instead of little kids? If you're if you're putting in like you're talking Slashers, slashers you're talking Freddy, Jason, Michael Myers. You need teens. Well, but again, but you also have to kind of play in play in, I mean, obviously we we can fantasy book this and have like with all of them together, it'll never happen. But if if you were able to go into like how Blumhouse has Michael Myers, how Blumhouse has Candyman, you know, Something like that could could you see something like that possibly working now with those characters? It'd have and, to be it'd have to be R rated, okay. and it'd have to be done right mm. because we've seen that get fucked up. Yeah, and, and as as long as it's all all of the slashers versus the teenagers and not the slashers not versus other. themselves. Well, I mean, I can, I can kind of see if if they gonna kind of go off the same dynamic of this. Like, it would probably end with a fight between Freddy and Jason again. No. Well, if it's if it's blood pressure just went up. If it's Candyman versus Pinhead, we know how that'll turn out. Listen, I I know I know your your thoughts on this, Candy, but I mean honestly, out of all the versus movies, this is the only that's the only one that works. But that they got does it though. It does. Does Oh, really? It really does. does. If you go back and watch any versus movie (laughs) since that, nothing has worked better than that one. It's the only one that made the most sense for what what it was. It, it, it makes that, that is a low. The only one sense. that's like closest to it. It makes no sense. The only one that's even remotely <laughs> somewhere in the same ballpark would be Godzilla versus Kong, and even that one, I don't think was up to snuff compared to, to Freddy versus Jason. It's a bold statement. What, what I, am I hearing? I, I stand by it. What is, what is <laughs> happening? I, I stand by it. No. <laughs> I love Freddy vs. Jason. I'm I'm an unabashed no. fan of that movie. I, oh my listen, god! I enjoy it too, and I'm married to her. What listen, the fuck? Oh my! You're I, sleeping on the listen, fucking couch. You're listen, out of your fucking I, mind. I got what I paid for. I got Freddy vs. Jason. You still sleeping on the couch? I don't, no, I actually, Sean. I actually, I actually, oh, am, I actually am until we move. So yes. Because well, you told Sean me a different tale, Sean. I did not. <laughs> fucking did. You're making stuff up. I like that. I digress. I mean. Listeners, if you go and watch literally any versus movie, that really is the only one that makes the most sense. It works. Second would probably be Godzilla versus Kong, and, and that's even pushing it. Then maybe AVP, but other than that, I mean, you're really getting into like some uh, no. fuck shit. <laughs> at that point. Okay, for that movie to have worked, they needed to keep them both bad guys, not make you sympathize with one of them. Evil versus fucking evil. Let's fight it out. That's what I fucking paid to see, and that's not what I got. And speaking of versus... For the thousands in attendance and the millions watching around the world. Around the world. Around the world. Around the world. Ladies and gentlemen... Hey, 
of myself because I get very upset when I talk about that movie. Well, good. Get upset about this one because this one's a doozy. I'm not upset about it. I think it's fucking hilarious. <laughs> okay, now, the person who submitted tonight's verses, I am so sorry I lost you because everybody flooded me. So uh, please take credit for this. Um, it is. I told you guys to get weird. This is the weirdest one, and I'm 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 so dazzled by its weirdness. So tonight's verses is all of the machines. Keep in mind all all of the machines in maximum overdrive versus a fan favorite that people like to submit. Aaron from your next. Yes. <laughs> so all yes, machines. Yes. All machines, including the fucking Coke machine that's belting yeah. fucking Coke cans. And the electric you kill a kid by shooting it in the ass with a Coke. Yes. Um, I I will I will jump in. Aaron is a fucking badass, and I think that that she can survive. Um, she's she has proven herself to be a survivor. But we're talking about all of the machines. That's the key word. All. And I don't know, is this, does she have to defeat them all? Yes, because, it's a versus. Because that, that's an entire, like, like, let's just say this took place in a state, right? Let's pick the smallest fucking state. Let's say it's Rhode Island, right? How many fucking machines do you think exist in Rhode Island? A lot. Against uh. one person. And we're, yeah, we're not talking just semi-trucks here. With little goblins on the front, we're talking. Remember the lawnmowers. We're talking lawnmowers, coke machines, electric meat knives, dildos. I think dildos. How resourceful she is. Now this is a movie I want to see. I think she could absolutely win this. She's a badass bitch, one hundred percent, and she she under stripes and. Every machine. If it's at least Sharni Benson, ATMs. Erin for this. Yes, Aaron would absolutely win this. Okay, we got one for Aaron. Um, I'm going to go ahead and throw my hand in. <clears throat> I'm going to go with the machines. I, I got to pick the machines, too. Okay, so there's two for the machines. And I just want to say, if you can kill a kid by shooting it with a Coke from a Coke machine, she's going to go down. I mean, like, she could survive, but she also doesn't have the arsenal that Emilio Estevez did in that shit fest that we covered, and we really shit on that movie, um, <laughs> that we did back in season three. Oh, wow. um, but, her, you know, Emilio's boss in this fucking diner happens to be a heavy arms dealer, then they had rocket launchers, you know, so, you know, they made it to a boat or whatever. Oh, fuck that movie anyway. But the thing yeah. is, it's like, Aaron is a badass, but we're talking about fucking semi-trucks. We're talking about all these electrical things. We're talking about killer Coke cans, all this shit. Like, you can only set so many traps, and you don't have all the rocket launchers, which were helping them survive. I'm just going to say the machines. So that's two machines, one Aaron. Uh, who's next? I'll go. Um, I have to go with Aaron, actually. Okay. <clears throat> assuming that it's kind of the same uh, like setup as what happened in maximum overdrive or, you know, she's trapped in the same sort of place. I mean, she is like a master at traps. I think she could easily puncture. So those truck tires, I think she could, when they think they're getting fueled up, that she could put sugar in the gas tanks or some shit like that. I feel like she has a lot of creativity and cunning at her disposal. Um, so that, yeah, that's why I would vote for Aaron. 
I can see you're getting away with it once. (laughs) I guess that's where my mind is. Uh, Dave and Crystal, so we're two and two. I'm going to have to go with the machines um, just because I I would love to see that movie because it can't be as bad as Maximum Overdrive. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Honestly, this one blows my mind. I don't know that I'm able to even wrap my head around it. I can't, but it was... It's a strange one, yeah. I was trying. I I mean, like Sean said, every machine, you know. They said all. All machines. So, no, no. I got to go with the machine. Sorry. All right, and, and, is and, and daggers and at you. Not to cut into Crystal real quick, but but just keep in mind we're talking. And if it's filmed nowadays, right? So when they did Maximum Overdrive, that was the eighties. Nowadays we have drones. You know what I'm saying? Like like mm-hmm. every machine, like a totally different ball game now. Yeah, Roombas. There should be you know yeah, just the Roombas alone would would the kill. <laughs> I'd have Imagine. to save my cats from a Roomba. I was just thinking. I was thinking Roomba. Just rolling around. Wait, what? Um, Erica, what? Sorry, I was just thinking Roombas versus cats for a second. Uh, go ahead, <laughs> yeah, Crystal. Yeah. Right. Yeah. That's, that's my first thought. That's next week's episode. Yeah. How many zeros do I need to write on the check? I'm in. <laughs> right? Um, I think for me, the, the thing is, as good as Aaron is, if we're talking about now and we're talking about all machines, yeah, she can survive. She's a survivalist and she was taught to survive. But if anything she uses has any part of a computer chip in it, it's against her. So she's only as good as what she can use. So how good is she? Because now, if we're using all, it's all against her. So that limits you because even now, some knives are weighted, some knives are heated. Some, so those knives have chips in them to heat them up. Some knives have USB ports. So if that's a knife you're carrying, guess what? It's got a computer chip in it. Now that knife is against you. So you're you're only as good as you know what you survive on the skills. So I've got to go with the machines. So the the winner is all of the machines in maximum overdrive. Now I know this was this was a hard one because it's so fucking wacky and weird, but <laughs> I had to use it just because I asked people to get weird and I did I, I really kind of was like, wow, you guys are weirder than I could <laughs> fathom. You're um, not to get weird. And I, I, I mean, I do not want to side with anything to do with Maximum Overdrive, but it just, I can't. I mean, I could <laughs> see her being wily and getting away with a lot, but only for so long. Right. Only for so long. Because, like, okay, so she puts sugar in the gas tank. Well, next semi is going to be like, okay, bitch. You know? Like, I mean, it's just, it's just, she's going to have to continue. After a while, she's going to be tired. She's going to, you know, you, you get winded and, and you can't think right and you're overpowered. So I did not want to side with Maximum Overdrive. And did, whoever put, submitted this, please, please tag me. Let me know it was you because I got lost. In, there was so much 
there was a flood. You broke our brain. And Sharni and Vincent, if you if you are listening to this, just know that Erica and I definitely backed you up on this. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I, it's it's not. Know. I wanted to, we but I mean, just thinking you. about it with no, the versus. But that's situation. the that's the thing. Like, do I think she could survive? Absolutely, I think she yeah, could survive. I do. But I don't think she could defeat yeah, all of the is, machines. This is a, oh. a, a defeat thing. You right. know, or who would win. Oh. And I just thought it was the weirdest thing. And so I was like, I'm going to use this one <laughs> just because it's so fucking weird. But uh, yeah, do you think I want to side with Magnum Overdrive? Jesus, no. <laughs> Good Lord. And speaking of shitty, like Maximum Overdrive, uh, time for Sean Shitty Reviews. Crystal. <laughs> Damn, going with a little reggae tonight. <laughs> All right, so uh, real quick before we hop into these, I'm going to give you the uh, Rotten Tomato uh, breakdown for this. 60% from the critics and 78% from the audience. So um, audience tended to like this a little better. Got some doozies for you. Hope you're ready. Oh, yeah. I'm our, ready. Our first one comes from um, Important Bro. He says, uh, let's make the Goonies, but instead of charming characters, let's make sure everyone is an insufferable asshole. Don't for <laughs> Don't, don't don't forget that Dracula should use his signature weapon, dynamite. <laughs> Nick tells us, uh, my dad was super excited to show me this movie. By the time it was over, he was pretty embarrassed. That was me when I showed it to the kids. I was like, oh, God, I'm sorry. Um, Maria Romanoz says, um, I can't stand children. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, Corey gives it half a star. He says, uh, yikes, times two. (laughs) Uh, Forever Watching says, uh, not even so bad it's good. Just bad, bad. Nostalgia goggles required. Goggles I don't have. (laughs) Uh, Joe Wilson says, the good news is that it's under 90 minutes. The the bad news is that it still feels like it's over two hours. <laughs> Nostalgia is a hell of a drug. <laughs> <laughs> Josephine says, if I wanted to see cutesy misogyny, hear homophobic slurs, and watch young teens spy on a girl in her underwear, I'd, well, I don't. So I turn this one off. <laughs> uh, Victoria says, geez, Felt like a James Gunn movie. It got Ow. <laughs> it got it got negative laughs out of me. Aged terribly. Also, fuck those kids. They were unbearable. Jesus. <laughs> using Eli Roth as the basis for that. Right, right. <laughs> and last but not least, and the one that I can wholeheartedly agree with, Andy asks us. Did Dracula just murder police with a bomb? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yes, he did. 
Oh, wait, hold on, hold on. I take that back. I got one more. I found this one last second. Um, he says, uh, I didn't get a name on this one. He says, the only thing I remember from the ad campaign for this film was the infamous Wolfman's Got Nards scene. And now that I've seen it, I'd like to kick Shane Black and Fred Decker in the Nards for making it. (laughs) (laughs) And that's all I got for you tonight. Stop it. Okay. I'm sorry. I usually don't laugh at those, but those were pretty funny. Yeah, there were 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 some pretty good ones. Fuck them kids. Um, (laughs) So my rating... Um, is six out of ten Rudy cigarettes. Um, it it was you know like my fifth choice at the the video store. Like if if you know this wasn't in, you know this wasn't in, this wasn't in. I didn't feel like trying something else. Oh, I'll watch this movie because Rudy's hot. Um, you know he's he he was he was the cool one, and you know I just you know there there is something about it where it was like that would have been really cool, but I would have been Phoebe where they would have been like no girls allowed, you know discrimination, <laughs> and like I said that that's one takeaway I think as an adult that you can grab that maybe you didn't as a kid, particularly since you know it was always treated as you know a guy's thing, um especially in the eighties, you know you just didn't belong and and it was it's you know so Phoebe represents you know all of us women who are horror fans and who weren't allowed to be part of the discussion or got quizzed really heavily or just weren't included in 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 any of these things and it's like I probably know more than you do but okay I'm a girl I forgot um so I, I do like that and I do see that you know it has an important place in um horror history it's it's very beloved to a lot of people. It is not to me, but uh, I'm not gonna shame anybody else for for it having the nostalgia and the love for it. Um, and it it belongs. It needs to exist, I guess. And it was uh, it paved the way for some other things. So it's important. It's just not important to me. Um, and. I, I, I watched it. We, you know, as I said for seasons that I would not do the Monster Squad. We've done it now, and I'm not watching this movie ever again. Um, I don't think I need to, but I don't hate it. I just don't love it. My time is valuable, and uh, I don't. My kids don't even like it. My kids never liked it. I tried, so you know, it, it doesn't hold up with today's kids as well. Um. Depends on the kids, I guess. But my kids were, you know, maybe they're snobs like me. But, uh, yeah, so I'm I'm not shitting on anybody loving this movie. I, I Like I said, it's important. It's just it's just not for me. It never really was that much. So, um, but, yeah, 6 out of 10 Rudy's cigarettes. Uh, Nico. Be a lot kinder to this than you are. Um, <clears throat> I'm going to give this 9 out of 10 wolf dorks. Um, is this movie perfect no but that's also part of its charm um has it aged well in some parts yes other parts obviously not um i think the main focus is the fact that um you know these were us as kids basically like we were obsessed with these with these films back then and I, i mean i firmly believe this would have been us as kids trying to take on like like our monsters which would have been like the slashers at that point can i say something Go it ahead. would have been you guys as kids. It wouldn't have been me, Crystal, or Erica. What do you mean? Because we're women. We're, we're girls. 
what's your point? <laughs> At the 80s, it was different then. But. <laughs> I'm just saying it, it was hard for us. Like, we wanted to be in that, and we were excluded. I'm just saying. Like, so yeah, I, mean, I think that's I included why it's more men that like this. this. And then, okay. Um, I forgot where I was going with that now. Thanks, Candy. Kinda... I'm sorry. <laughs> you do that to me every time. You know that? Every time you do that to me. Only me. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. Not only oh. to me. Oh, no. I feel like every time I, I, it's me that gets in on here. Move in. <laughs> um, the monsters were... Honestly, we didn't need the Gilman and the Mummy in this. It could have just been Frankenstein, Wolfman, and Dracula and been fine. I feel like they were just kind of there, so... You know, Horace had one to kill, and Eugene had a line to say for the other two. Um, Rudy's the, really the star of the show, as far as you know, the, the the squad in general, because he's just a fucking badass, and we all wanted to be Rudy. But Phoebe's really the the heart and soul of the squad. She ends up being the hero. Her and Frankenstein beyond adorable. That relationship that they built through the movie. Um, that scene is still effective when they're saying their goodbyes unintentionally. Still gets you right in the feels. Still pulls the heartstrings. Um, the song is catchy. Not the Monster Squad rap at the end, but the other one is <laughs> stuck in everybody's heads now. I keep saying that until it's stuck in all your heads. Party um, till you see. I mean, we also did get the amazing Wolfman's Got Nards documentary about this, which is which is really good. That delves deep into the fandom of the movie that they didn't even realize they had. He actually still has the original Stephen King rule shirt that he gives the people to like kind of have in photos. Oh, wow. Wanna, nice. Um, what was I going to say? Um, I, I, I think it's kind of a shame we didn't get, maybe not a shame, but maybe it's a good thing we didn't get any sequels or, or, or an actual remake because I don't, this was kind of one, one of those like once in a, generation type of films that I, I don't think it would work otherwise going forward um kind of like killer clowns like i like i'm kind of glad we didn't get like a shit ton of killer clowns from outer space movies yeah as much as it would be awesome the fact that we still have the one and that one is still kind of special in such a cult movie which is also pg-13 this is one of the few pg-13 mm-hmm. you know quote-unquote horror films that you know we don't really shit on as much as like you know, the other PG-13, when that was, like, the craze in the early 2000s, you know. Um, so I'll give it that. Special effects were decent for the low budget that they had. You know, um, it's it's definitely a big wink. Tongue-in-cheek. Tongue placed firmly in cheek for this film. Um, let's see, what else? It's actually surprised there wasn't a lot of merchandise for this, but the licensing was, like, and the rights for this are, like, still tied up. With with this, it's like really hard to do anything for this movie when it comes to that. Um, I'll stop rambling here in a second. I just I I still like it. It's it's one of those the, the nostalgia does kick in. It reminds me of like a simpler time when like I was a kid with my sisters and we used to watch this movie constantly. And were it not for this, I don't think we would have got Little Monsters, which I love also with Fred yeah. Savage and Howie Mandel. Um, yeah, I don't I don't think. Um, well, I don't think I know. This actually played a part in, like I said, in Stranger Things with that dynamic of those characters and having to deal with, like, you know. But let's be honest, this is all due to the Goonies. Yeah. This is this is all because the Goonies was such a hit that they, you know, this even existed. Yeah. Well, I mean, and, that's and, that's kind of a trend in film, too. I mean, like like when something comes out and it's a hit, 
Everybody wants to mirror it. Everybody oh, wants course. to and, and then when it's ride its bombing, coattails. They don't, they don't want to, yeah, you know. I mean, also, too, the fact that Night of the Creeps was like a modest, at the time, you know, box office hit. Yeah. But it, it, it had enough of, like, you know, positive buzz that he was able to even make this movie. And then, effectively, it kind of killed his career right after, but... What are you going to do? I mean, he gave us a good one-two punch in Night of the Creeps and this. I, I think that, that both films effectively work. Right. So, 9 out of 10 wolf dorks. I'm sorry I'm getting the look, but I love it. I don't give a shit. I, I stand by Odd it. number I, of I, I stand by it. All right. Well, I'm a, I'll, I'll go real quick. I'm going to give it 6.5 out of 10. Um, I think that I think that, that Shane Black and Fred Decker, like, they set out to do something and they did it, you know, and and that's cool. You know, that's, that's awesome. Kudos to them. But, you know, for me personally, the film just doesn't hold up. I loved this film as a kid because it fulfilled things that I needed uh, in that time in my life. But when I got older and watched it, I was a different person and it just, it just didn't hit those, those same uh, heartstrings that they did when I was a kid. Um, There are some things in this film that I really like. I love the mummy's death. Uh, watching him unravel the way that he did, I thought that was really cool. Uh, Frankenstein monsters makeup, I thought was really fucking cool. Uh, but you know what takes it out is Dracula as you know Dred Kaczynski over here, fucking you know <laughs> Unabomber, and and you know the 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 homophobic stuff that I didn't really realize when I was younger. And the uh, the fact that the the kids are just little fucking shitheads, mm-hmm. and you know when I was younger, like I thought they were so cool, but now that I'm an adult, now that I'm a parent, yeah, they're little fucking shits. So yeah, I get a I gotta give this uh, six point five out of ten uh, dynamite wielding vampires. Dynamite wielding vamp. I love that. <laughs> okay, I'll go. I'll go. I'm gonna be quick. I was going to give it a six out of 10 slowest credit crawl ever. (laughs) (laughs) Apparently they actually did that on purpose to stretch out the playing time to make it closer to 90 minutes because it was only what 82 minutes. Um, But I'm going to, I have to bump it up to seven because I found out that the diner set in this was also the used car dealership in Omega Man. Uh, If you've got a movie movie that can tie back to Omega Man in any way, you get at least one point from me. I love that film. And like I said, this is, so I only saw it for the first time yesterday, so I don't have the nostalgia. It was fine. Um, I really enjoyed the Gilman. I thought the Gilman costume was amazing. Yeah. Uh, I wish uh, he had more to do than just come out of the sewer and get shot in the chest and 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 die. But yeah, yeah, so not not less, it was fine. I don't know that I'll ever want to watch it again. Um, maybe if I had seen it, you know, in 87 when it came out, but it's fine. I, I, seven out of 10, perfectly fine. Um, you know, not, not as bad as maximum overdrive. Two <laughs> <laughs> things are as bad as maximum overdrive. Know, that's, again, a low bar. Yeah. Yeah. One thing too, real quick. I mean, this also came out the same year, I think as um, summer school where we got Dave and chainsaw. So it was like a one, two punch with like, and and that had, was a good year for movies, right? And that was also it's um that that also had like the horrific scene that that I think is very like the very standout scene in summer school, where yeah. you know again it kind of ties into the fact that the squad is us as kids, but David Chainsaw are us now, right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's a good point. 
I missed a lot of movies. I was in basic training in '87 and part '80, so I didn't really, not I wasn't really paying attention to movies anyway. <laughs> yeah. All right, uh, Crystal. Um, so I I'm gonna give this seven out of ten Pomeranian-faced Wolfman because <laughs> we just did not talk about how flat-faced this Wolfman was. Very true. Yeah. I couldn't tell if he, he was Pomeranian of breed or pug of breed, but he was a little hairier in the face than a pug, so kind of went with Pomeranian. Um, um, uh, this movie, it, I mean, it was all right. You know, it is a nostalgia kind of fest, and there was, it's, it's definitely 80s all, all the way through. Um, when I first saw The Mummy, kind of, uh, he wasn't walking, but he was kind of like dragging that leg across the screen. I was like, oh God, I got PTSD from Shocker. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it was like, it's the same movement. The guy's, the guy's going across the screen and just dragging his leg. I was like, oh God. Oh God. And when he unraveled out, all I could tell Dave was, oh God, he stinks. That smell behind, behind, behind the, them. That neighborhood's gonna wonder what died for for probably <laughs> at least three months. What died? But I know you guys were talking about the makeup and stuff all throughout. Um, but um, uh, Zoltan did the makeup for this, and just bless him. He he has a great career as a makeup artist. Two years earlier, he had won the Academy Award for um, doing makeup for mask uh, with Cher um, and so he came off of some kind of wonderful and did Monster Squad and then from Monster Squad went on to do kind of my personal favorite Max Headroom yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, he's done great stuff he he did Indiana Jones in the last crusade uh, and, I mean he's got a long list of stuff that he's done the Fisher King um, and real genius, which we mentioned in this, um, explores his his stuff goes on. He he's a fantastic makeup artist. Um, but I I just I give this uh, seven out of ten Pomeranian faced Wolfman. <laughs> Erica, um, I'm gonna give this six out of ten shitty end credit songs. <laughs> Um, yeah, I, yeah, I don't hate this movie, like I said, um, but you know, like probably the fact I didn't see it when I was a kid probably, you know, didn't even give me the benefit of nostalgia. Um, and like everyone said, there are certain things about, um, the content and the characters that just didn't age well. Um, that's it. I, I do think like some of the, the effects and the makeup are, are pretty, uh, good, um, that all the monsters look great, except Dracula look a little cheap, you know, a little too trick or treat for my taste. But um, I, I can I can see why you know some people really do love this and and have fond memories of it if they saw it as a kid. So, but for me, it's uh, six out of ten. Um, probably not one that I'll revisit unless I have to talk about it on some future podcast somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> and if you're forced to. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. 
Crystal, thank you for bringing up Explorers. I haven't seen that in years. And oh my god, such it. a great movie. Still, well, he also did the makeup for Coneheads, um, and I'm um, just his work, his makeup work is just fantastic. Uh, the Fisher King and Tom Cobb, Street Fighter, uh, <laughs> Independence Day. I mean, he's he's done a bunch so of much. That. Also, too, I will go on record and say Explorers is a better Joe Dante movie than The Howling. Oh, no, yeah, without a doubt. Yeah, yeah. Well, also, to be fair, because I know, I know I missed that one. I really want, Seriously, I really wanted to get on that episode just so I could shit on that movie <laughs> so bad. No, we, because we, we, all, we, all, we, all know, we all know the same year, a couple of months later, my all-time favorite werewolf movie all-time favorite movie horror movie came out yeah a couple months later so we all know well we stood up for you Thank i think you. i jumped on it pretty hard yeah <laughs> i mean even like that transformation scene like it looks fucking too cartoony come on yeah with all the air oh, bladders and yeah. yeah and like the eyes roll to the back and then the way like i don't know that's why i said even in the monster squad when uncle rico that's what i'm gonna call him uncle rico turns into the fucking the, the wolfman at least that looked better <laughs> right even though it was flat-faced pomeranian whatever but i mean it looked better it looked more realistic than when poor robert picardo turns into the fucking <laughs> eight, eight foot werewolf in that fucking movie yeah. i just congratulated it on being extremely short just he he got to the point. Uh, yeah. yeah, I mean, took I us, mean, it took us sixty minutes to get there, but I mean, how the fuck did the werewolves and dog soldiers are the same height as the howling? They look more realistic than the werewolves and fucking howling. Yeah, yeah. Whatever. I'm sorry. I'm just getting on topic because I didn't get the chance to sit <laughs> on that movie. So that that one would have been a fucking two out of like ten fucking rare well, burgers. We'll see. Was- we'll see how the episode turns out because the internet was shit that night. So. I, I, I took the night off that night, and I wanted to shit all over that movie. I was like, everybody in that movie was fucking stupid. They would just stand there in these really long transformations, and <laughs> well, just stand fair, there the whole I, fucking time really, with their thumb up their ass. And I'm like, I, what do you think's gonna happen? Exactly. You're just waiting I, around. I, I've also said I don't. I don't think. I don't know. Well, I'm sorry. I don't know if I should say it, but I'm going to say it. You can edit it out if you want. I don't like Dee <laughs> Wallace as a person, and I also don't think she's a great actress either. So that that that's already a huge strike in the howling for me. Even in ET, she kind of sucks in ET too. She just sits and smokes. I mean, so she's, she's and she's a terrible fucking mom in Cujo. I mean, I don't know. Well, that's true. <laughs> I mean, even in the book, at least like that character is more fleshed out compared to the how she played her in the movie. Like she was so goddamn one dimensional in Cujo. I don't know. She's like like the same thing. Like she tries to emote and fails miserably. It looks like she's smelling a fart in church. I don't know. Maybe it's just me. <laughs> maybe maybe it's also because she wanted some clause in her contract when I was going to fucking book her for my horror con that she still wanted $3,500 from me, even if she cancels. I don't know. Oh, no. Oh, yeah. Fuck oh, no. yeah. Or, or when we met her the year later, how she was like, um, I'm not signing anything else, but I'm like, shut the fuck up. Here's 20 bucks then, you fucking twat. Sorry. <laughs> she, gets, she gets me worked up. I don't like her. But the funny Sorry. thing is, like Sean said, he, he was having issues with the the internet while we were recording that episode. That's why I brought it up that uh, that the makeup dude did Max Headroom. <laughs> Sean, Sean did kind of sound like Max Headroom on that episode a couple of times. Yeah, we'll see how it turns out. Yeah, I didn't know whether because it kept pausing. I was like, let me just pause too, because that way at least, you know, we'll know when 
and come back. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'll never record in the garage what, again. What did, I don't know what, what did the hell. Movie I've only had it once tonight, and that was at the beginning of the talk. So it's been nice to me tonight, I guess. Good. Usually I don't have any fucking problems. Do you guys have, like, underground, not necessarily underground cables, but, like, your your internet provider has, like, an underground cable system that's linked up through multiple houses near you or something? I have no idea. Yeah, I don't know. The yard. Do you guys have I just know that I've never had problems until now. Yeah. And I've the, been doing I, the same thing. What happened guys, at my parents' house was the next door neighbor's husband passed. And so then the wife was like, oh, I got to mow, mow these 12 acres of land. Bitch ran over a box that set up this high off the ground. Like just mowed completely over it. And my dad saw her mow over it. And it was the box that the cable company puts down because that's the internet service provider way out there too. And just ripped through all those cables. So it messed up their internet. It messed up their, their cable too. And so they had to call the cable company and was like, look, she ran over the box that y'all installed into the ground. So I don't know if y'all have a box somewhere. Like no, it's just like, like, so the reason I record in the living room now is because I'm, I, I'm plugged into the modem, right? So it's a hardwired connection. Um, so I don't have any problems here, but in the garage, we have to use Wi-Fi. Which and I never have problems with, and I And I sometimes think that the Wi-Fi signal going through the wall to the garage, it kind of gets wonky sometimes. Yeah. So. That's what I'm saying. Who's your provider? Is it Xfinity? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Well, like, with, that's that's basically what we have here, and I think it all depends on the speed, and like, I don't know. Like, I, I don't mean, I don't want to show an Xfinity, but... When I was in Jersey, I had Fios, and that that was fine. Yeah. So I don't know if you guys have Fios because I, I know I was there, but I, don't, I didn't pay attention to the to the Wi-Fi provider. I mean, is Fios out there? They with have you guys like too? so many options. Yeah. I have See, no like idea. that's the thing. So like here, Xfinity has a monopoly. It's just them. So it's yeah, a, it's, a, it's Xfinity. It's Xfinity or Boss. Like you're fucked either way. Yeah. So we can only get Xfinity here. Okay, and it's time for plugs. Um, who wants to go? Uh, you'll find us right here. <laughs> Wherever you find Dave, you'll find me. Very cute. I'm um, Sean. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Sean of the Dead. Okay, uh, Erica? Um, you can find me at myhorrificlife.com and on Instagram at myhorrificlife. Awesome. Okay, Nico? You can find me on Instagram and Twitter at El Jefe Del Horror. The boss. Um, I just want to give a quick, quick plug and a quick shout out to Loyalty Barbershop. They hooked up your boy's beard. I'm looking fresh to death right now thanks to that. I'm, I'm not looking like the mountain man. Um, if anybody's in the Northeast Pennsylvania area and they're looking for a fresh cut, um, look up LoyaltyBarber.com. They got three locations, one in downtown Scranton, Archibald, and Wilkesbury, Pennsylvania. Totally worth it. They're reasonable and they love horror films. Like, love it. That's nice. Yeah. Okay. Um, I'm Candy, the final girl. And um, I handle most of our socials. It's all in my link tree, as well as like links to our store where we sell like teas and mugs and just all kinds of things. We have stickers that are coming out, um, things like that. And you can support us on Anchor. 
for as low as 99 cents a month. Um, but the link tree is linktree slash candy funnel girl. And also submit your versus question and or suggestions or any requested episodes through my link tree. And thank you for listening. <laughs> Rest in peace, Gilbert Gottfried. Yeah, no um, shit. If it wasn't for him, um, I, I can honestly tell you, if it wasn't for him, there's a lot of... I would have never discovered the Toxic Avenger or half of the shitty B-movies that I know and love if it wasn't for the USA Up, up All Night. night. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> At least that, if, if nothing else, is for that. But also, my favorite character he ever played, Johnny Crunch in The Adventures of Fort Fairlane. <laughs> oh, yeah. But, but yeah. Um, oh! Yeah. <laughs> I love that. We quote that movie constantly. Yeah, we used to watch that all the time. Like when we shouldn't have been watching it, we were watching that fucking movie. Oh, yeah. I was yeah. forced to watch it a lot. <laughs> to the point I actually asked Robert England, I'm like, dude, do you have any um, 8x10s of you as Smiley? And he's like, those sell out faster than my Freddy Krueger ones. <laughs> wow. That's cool. Enough. He's like, he's like, I'm shocked that people love that movie that much. It became sort of a cult classic. No. I mean, he's awesome mm-hmm. in it, too. <laughs> Everybody's great in that movie. Just saying. Candy, <laughs> is but... there a date? Oh, sorry. Nico. No, go ahead. Candy, is there a date for the relaunch of Final Girl Cosmetics? We're waiting on a couple of things. Erica could answer that better. Yeah, yeah. So um, part of it was... Like, I want to get sued, but fuck Bluehost. What a fucking pain in the ass. Um, Basically, that domain name is held hostage until like the 19th or the 20th. And then in theory, I should be able to transfer it to a new registrar. I can't even leave it with Bluehost and then point that that domain to the new website because they never fucking update anything that I put in. Like I put in the new C name and a record and all that shit fucking nothing happens so i mean i and customer support is garbage so i will never deal with bluehost again and then the only other thing is just waiting for the secretary of state to get back to me about the trade name filing so um but they they have a huge backlog but they think tomorrow or monday so not too much longer All right, well, thank you for this wonderful talk about the Monster Squad. And um, I hope everybody has a good night. 